Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I have been very, very sneezy when I go to bed, which is really annoying. And then I wake up in the morning with a blocked nose. Yeah. I've heard uh, actually wonders about getting a silk pillowcase. Oh, it's supposed to be incredible for sort of anti-aging and keeping it, your face all plump and smooth is. and stuff. I just, I just sort of don't like the idea of it because I quite like a comfy, either like a, in the winter, it's more like a brushed cotton. Oh, I like yeah. cozy cozy. Oh, cozy I'm a brushed cozy. cotton gal. Yeah. And in the summer, I've got a kind of a linen mix. I'm exactly, yeah. I've got exactly the same duvet material taste <laughs> as you. I lo- those are my go-tos as well. But my main thing about the silk pillowcase is mm. I don't really want to fork out for two because I don't think Doug really cares. And then yeah. you've got one odd pillow. And then you'll have a shiny pillow, like a sort of... One like a, shiny like a sex one. man yes. in, the, in the 1970s yes, with a round bed. it does make bed. me feel like a bit of a sex person. <laughs> like you need a mirror on your ceiling or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know if you have a mirror on your ceiling. You I mean, I have can to. add another one. <laughs> Welcome to episode 153 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. Holly has just completed her first run on the Couch to 5K app, and she is giddy with it. She had felt some trepidation to begin with, but thoroughly enjoyed the experience and is looking forward to all her next runs. Brilliantly, you can hear her confidence has come on in leaps and bounds. Because it's us, we talk about mental health and anxiety, just because that's the way we roll, and it wouldn't be a proper episode if we didn't. Then there are some more HRT updates, courtesy of me, my lovely GP, and all the bits I've been prescribed, plus reactions to those. I would love to know if this resonates with any of you. I've moved from patches to gel and will obviously report back with my findings. And then in our new pop culture section, we get hot under the collar about some things in the news recently about sex education in schools. And we also have a chat about Catelyn Moran and potentially problematic interviews that she's been giving. And so we have a bit of a rant about that and feel hugely better as a result. 
By the way, if you love this podcast, and of course you do, there is a way to get more Holly and Esther nonsense, and that's by becoming part of our pod squad on Patreon. From just £2 a month, you'll have access to our exclusive Discord chat room. There are free chats on Zoom with me and Holly, weekly newsletters and silly videos and all sorts. Come and join us at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. Now, let's get on with it. Oh, thank you. Should we discuss the dress on the pod? The dress, bring it back. I think we're going to have to bring it back to the dress on the pod. Holly is wearing the dress. I don't know whether everyone remembers the dress, but Esther was like, oh, you're wearing the dress as soon as I joined the pod. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a Zara number, white and spotty and floaty. And yeah. there was a summer where just everyone was wearing it, weren't they? All the influencers, including you. Oh, including me. I actually got yeah. mine from a charity shop about six months after the dress I know. Hype. Brilliant. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm trying to make it happen again. Mm. Um, but I just wanted something light to kind of throw over the top. And and why did you want something light to throw over the top? Because I've just had a <laughs> I've just had a shower actually, so I'm not sweaty and smelly anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was quite sweaty and smelly because I just did my first couch to five K run. <gasps> How did it go? It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I know. So I, I know we said, should I go from halfway or something? I think hopefully this will be useful advice mm. for anybody who is getting back in the saddle because there is quite a lot of conversation on the Couch 5K stuff about being a beginner. And to be fair, my woman in my ears keeps going, you've just done your first ever run and stuff that does feel a yeah. bit like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea, darling. But um, <laughs> who did you choose? That's, that's I actually the question. Chose so I was going to pick Joe Wiley, mm. but in the end, I chose the People's Choice. Um, the People's Choice. I can't mm. remember. Let me just quickly look at her name. <laughs> Yasmin Evans. Oh, because she was a Radio One extra presenter who also was a a runner who who had kind of like started relatively recently. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds like, that sounds like a bit of me. Yeah. So I thought I'd go with her and she was really, really nice. Um, And just very supportive. And it was really lovely to have someone in in your ear just sort of giving you, I also, okay, so main takeaways. Yes. As far as I was aware, you can't really start from halfway through. Ah. Okay, good takeaway to, to learn. Yeah, right. good takeaway to learn because that was one of the things we discussed, wasn't it? Is if I if I wanted to maybe start where the weight was more on the running than the walking, then yeah. um, as far as I'm aware, you can't, I guess unless you just pretended to do the runs, you could yeah. just listen to them and not do them. <laughs> but it doesn't unlock your next run until you've done the previous one kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. But, in the end, I'm going to say I didn't mind that so much because um, I I really enjoyed um, that run and I did find it quite, it was quite challenging because you can kind of take it however, like you can up your heart rate however much you kind of want to. So mm-hmm. I did quite a brisk walk 
And then I ran, I sort of did it almost like an 80-20 where I was like, I'll yeah. do my runs. Like she was like, do a gentle jog. And 100%, I think, do a gentle jog if you are just getting back into it after not running at all for ages. But because I have been doing mm. a little bit of running, I've just been struggling and feeling a bit sluggish. I was like, oh, well, I'll use my runs, the running bits to go to go a bit faster. Um, yeah. And so it was kind of like a tempo run, but in a gentle way. It was, I really, really enjoyed doing it. And um, And the other takeaway I had was I didn't know whether they would be talking all the way through at you but they yeah, don't. And? There are long, awkward pauses. So oh. I did eventually, after about 10 minutes, put my headphones, uh, sorry, put my um, put some music on. Yeah. Um, and it does all, and I was like, oh God, is this going to interrupt my run halfway through now? But it doesn't, yeah. she talks over the top. It's She sort of dims it down and talks over the top. Oh, I mean, she is oh, a Radio 1 DJ, so oh, she, she is, knows her she stuff. Mm. Clever. And so how long was it? It was half Time an hour. Wise. They are all half an hour. So, because mm-hmm. I texted you and I was like, oh, I'll be 20 minutes because I thought, like, the first one isn't going to be, they're not going to have yeah. you running half an hour. But um, you're not. So I ran for a total of eight minutes and then walked for 22. So it was a five-minute brisk walk, warm-up, yeah. five-minute brisk walk, cool down. And then mm-hmm. in between, you're doing intervals of, like, 60 seconds on, 60 seconds off sort of thing of um, yeah. of of run walking and how did did that feel comfortable yeah I mean it did feel comfortable um which I'm quite glad about because Mm. I wonder if it would have slightly demoralized me if I was like oh god this is impossible (laughs) yeah yeah. um it did feel comfortable but it also felt like it surprised me by how much I did like I definitely I was red and sweaty and needed to get in the shower and yeah like it wasn't a walk in the park though some of it was quite literally a walk in the park <laughs> a walk in the park yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm so glad I have something more interesting to tell people than just sort of I've done another plod and felt a bit rubbish about myself or something because it was definitely a new way of conscious jeffing with somebody actually telling me when to walk and when to run which I loved because yeah. I love being yes. told what to do when it comes to exercise um <laughs> And I just really, really enjoyed the experience. And I'm really excited to treat it as a bit of a training plan and keep ticking them off. Nice. And so so what happens next? Do you do do you repeat that a couple of times or is there a different kind of workout for the next one? Uh let me tell you. And so, how many are you supposed to do a week? Three. So it's three a week. Yeah, okay, three a week. Which fine. is actually more mm. than I am doing at the moment. So that will be a step up in terms of the frequency, but I think each run will be a bit more conscious and mindful and actually thinking about improving my fitness rather than just beating myself up. Yeah. Um, so the next run is, oh, the next one's actually exactly the same thing, except it's just got an extra little bit, extra minute of, so I think we'll run for, we'll have run for nine minutes at the end of the next one. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, that's, and that's I guess lovely because then, then I guess it until you're running for thirty. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. I think it does. I think it's it's almost as simple as that. And what's lovely is you get that kind of very obvious progression, don't you? Which is just absolutely brilliant. So mm. you can kind of look back and see how far you've come. Oh, and... it's so satisfying. I can show you. I can't really show the listener that it ticks off my run, and then it says I can tick off the next one. Oh. Oh, that is nice. It's really nice. It's that is nice. It scratches my brain in the right way. 
So is it, so it's eight weeks, is it? Um, I think it depends because you mm. answer, it's nine mine. Uh-huh. Um, she said in as little as nine. So at the right. beginning. So I don't know whether she's saying nine is the smallest and then maybe if you're... If you repeat weeks and things like if that. If you repeat yeah. weeks and things, but um, or whether it depends based on the stats you put in at the beginning, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I just said my age, the only thing I suppose that I think could affect it is I said my age and then I said, but then it doesn't ask you for sort of height and weight or like medical conditions or anything like that. Um, yeah. And then it asks you how much you do at the moment. So I, I that was the only thing that I thought maybe that's affected it because mm. um, it was like, oh, do you do 30 minutes or more of exercise a week? Which I do. Yeah. So that put me in like a moderate category or something rather than in a very beginners but I mean yeah. I don't I don't think it would have affected the, affected the the weeks I think it probably is just however like I guess the only thing that you would change is your pace and how you want to yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah. really exciting I loved I love it. It. it I loved it so much it was really nice and I also really enjoyed listening to music while I was running because I didn't want to put a podcast yeah. or something on which I'd normally do because I didn't want the yeah, words trickier. to be yeah conflicting with her instructions mm. so I thought I'd just put some music on and I discovered for Spotify listeners yeah. out there who may have already know that this is a thing do you do Spotify no I don't no I mean, and also to be fair, maybe this wouldn't be because you do love an audiobook. Um I do, but tell me anyway, tell me anyway. So for anybody out anyone out there who does subscribe, who could be listening to this through Spotify right now, um they do a thing where they put they make you a bespoke running playlist. Okay. So I didn't know that was a thing, but I just searched running because I was in the middle of my run. I just wanted some tunes that were the right sort of BPM that they could be in the background. And I didn't yeah. really have a huge preference about what I listened to. And then suddenly I found this playlist that was like your running playlist. And right. it was um, r- your running mix. There we go. Running music picked just for you, made for Holly Taylor. And it's three hours of songs that are all songs yeah. that I've listened to or artists that I like, that it's decided yeah. that they're ones that are the right kind of BPM for running and it's put them all into one playlist. Oh my god! So did you get some bangers? I got some absolute bangers. There was Lizzo. <laughs> it was amazing. Classic. Yeah, Great. we had Lizzo. It, I was I was loving it, and it was exciting because I kept thinking, "What's going to come on next?" <gasps> I know. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. So those are my discoveries so, like, today. Tell me. So when was, or I don't I don't know if this is too personal to ask. No, um, please. I was one. I was wondering how long it has been since you last went for a run. It's been two weeks for me now because I hadn't, not since I've done any exercise at all. I did a HIIT class last week, but Mm. I had kind of slightly pared back quite a lot of my exercise over the last couple of weeks because I've been struggling with anxiety again, which is just always the ultimate paradox because it's so hard to make myself exercise when I feel anxious about my breathing, but it helps so much in the long run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's been two weeks since I lost the run, but I mean, the last time I did a run was probably just like a 20 minute plod around the park at lunchtime. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've not really been and, like, that's why I've not hugely been talking about it on the pod because I don't feel no, like no. I'm, I'm doing anything interesting or noteworthy. Um, yeah. Because and so this, this, I felt this a bit feels... lost with it all, but this has definitely given me a bit more direction. So this feels markedly more different and more positive as an experience. Than yeah, just, because rather yeah. than making myself run for 20 minutes straight, and I know I am mm. a, a huge preacher of jeffing, mm-hmm. but I still feel a little bit like I can't jeff if I'm only going for a short run. Yeah. Um, and I think doing it for a half an hour run meant that, I don't know, it was just like generally a more enjoyable experience, like for the eight minutes that I was actually running, which I know is comparatively yeah. not as many minutes, but I was running quite quickly. I felt really good. It yeah. also was a really mindful way to do it because it allowed me to really think about my form and think about yeah, that stuff when you're I only was doing running. It for a minute. Yeah. So yeah. So you're yeah. making sure that that minute that you're doing is really, yeah. you know, is is your best you running. Yeah. Yeah, which Sorry, is great because then you run yes. past people and it's like, oh, they don't know I'm about to walk in another 30 seconds. But yeah. Oh, I love that. I do that quite a lot on the canal path. Yeah. yeah. When, I'm doing, when I'm doing intervals and I do my fast running, but I only do that past men. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a good way to do interval training just past yeah. the men. Just past the men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially the men in sporty clothes, but who are just walking. Who would, yes. Yeah. 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 I love that. A bit of shame. <laughs> But tell me that. So that's my news, really. Um, tell me about other than that. I'm trying to think whether I've got anything else to report to you. I've been running a bit, wise, I, running we're wise, about running at the beginning of the bloody episode I know, this again. Is disgusting what the, what the and fuck? vile. Like, I know. It's foul, foul. Yeah. I don't know what. I mean, who even are we? I know. Um, <laughs> well, my only other, I'm trying to think whether I've got any other bits, but I think the only other thing that I, I had to tell you was ugh, that I've been struggling a bit with health anxiety again, because I've oh, got, sweetheart. yeah, I've got, a, I'm going to say this on the pod because I think it's important to discuss, but right. I've got a slightly lump, I've got a bit of a lump in my lymph nodes in my groin. So, you know, that bit, yeah. and you know, it's kind of like a bit bobbly anyway. I have that. Do you? Yeah. It's a lump that yeah. feels like distinctly a lump rather than just like a bit of groin. Yeah. Now, so so I, I even went to the doctors because I think I, I I've I got a doctor's a of... appointment tomorrow because I'm scared. Yeah. Okay. So okay, tell me all your wisdom then. All my wisdom. Let me see if it's in the same. So I've got it. Mine is basically in the crease between sort of thigh and trunk. Yes. Um. But sort of a little bit lower down. So you're going towards sort of vaginal area, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's the lump is pronounced. Um, it's it's in the same place. You can't move it around. Yeah. And Feels a bit hard. It's kind of it's kind of a bit hard, but it's quite long. It's always oh. quite long. Uh, no, mine feels circular? more rotund. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm feeling I mean, the, for it right now. It feels quite okay. rotund, and I think the thing that scared me is it. It does feel quite firm. Yeah, well, yeah, mine did too, and okay. still does actually. And I remember they, they said to me at the time, I, I was dismissed. Okay, <laughs> so, I might be dismissed tomorrow. I mean, it's only a, yes. it's only a phone consultation, so it's in a very very obvious place where your lymph nodes would be raised if you were trying to battle some sort of other kind of, you know, if you had a cold or something. So yeah. it's classically under your armpit or or there. Yeah, um, and I, and I, it, I have been a bit under just, the weather. 
Yeah, it's that. It's that. And I think the thing that I that when I went, I went after, and maybe this resonates actually, I'd had um I'd had a number of chest infections. It was my chest infection time. Oh, so the I'd chest been infection really era. ill and really ill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, good time. <laughs> um so <laughs> and I'd been ill and ill and ill and I'd been trying to battle all this stuff off. And then and I'd you know, then on top of that, and I don't know if you have this too, but you know, obviously you be poor, you're, you're poorly, you don't sleep as well, you're, everything is down, all your defenses yeah. are down, including your mental health, which kind of then starts kind of dipping oh, and, you know, all that sort of thing. I feel all my so defenses when you, are down at the moment. I'm I'm an absolute snot bag. I've been really anxious. Yeah. I'm sorry about my sniffing on the pod. Esther told me off for it last week. It's all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I was down. And also, gross. But do you find you get a bit thrushy when sometimes the defences are down? Oh God, every month. Yeah, yes, I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'm having one of those at the moment too. Yeah. They, oh, that's unpleasant. Yeah, I think um, everything happened. Oh, you know, I think I've said to you before that usually with me, the thing that usually comes knocking on the door is something like like conjunctivitis, like a kind of a real like ah, uh, no immune system, I shall creep in now yeah. and do this awful thing so that you wake up and can't open your eyes, just to add to your list of woes. Yeah. But yeah, no, but it was it was nice to go to the doctor and speak to them and for them to reassure my concerns about the fact that this was just my body defending itself against other things it was battling. That's all it is. Um, uh, but I was, I was sort of quite heartily dismissed and it was a kind of it'll go down in a couple of weeks it never went down I still got it now really so I just think yeah I just think it's me so um, okay I mean I do remember feeling something like it when I was younger and Mm. being like oh I've got at the time my cousin had had a horrible thing where he'd had like a knot in his groin or something that was like something to do with exercise yeah. yeah And I think Mm. a classic me, I'd heard that. So I was lying awake, feeling this bit and being like, I've got a knot in my groin. And so it might just be me and it might have been there forever. It's just that it's a bit raised at the moment because my immune system's a bit cross and it feels quite tender, which actually seems bad. But when you look at some of that stuff online, it's kind of better when it is a bit tender because that is sort of not better, but like... Mm. that is a reason to not be concerned about other things because it is another indication that it probably is just a a mean thing but if it's always there it's also yeah fine, and, and also it? the lumps and bumps will feel tender if you are poking and prodding them i know that's very true which you will be doing so I if you're if you're poking the last it, 24 hours since i found there it there you go yeah. it's going to feel increasingly more tender the more you touch mm-hmm. it so yeah okay well, so I'm just glad chill you got that out. phone call in Chill, yeah. which is very difficult to do when you have a lump. Um, it but, is. Yeah, chill. I've been trying to do this mental thing. Of, so my doctor's appointment's at 9.30 tomorrow morning, and I've been trying to do this mental mm-hmm. thing at the moment where I imagine worries, like little notifications that pop up on your phone, and just kind of going like, if I know that there is a time that I need to think about them, or even if they're just like not worth mm-hmm. worrying about, then I do a sort of visual swipe to clear the notification from my brain. Oh, yeah. that seems like a crafty mental trick. And we'll see if it, see if it works. <laughs> see if it works. I've been trying, oh trying God. away. But, <laughs> oh, well, but tell crossed. me about you, Esther. How is life? I know you've got an HRT update for us because, um, um, yeah. 
do you want to talk about this again? Because I we can, did talk uh, about it to the patrons on the did. live podcast that we did last night. Spoiler, yeah. we did a live podcast last night. So yes, we are recording this <laughs> however many weeks in advance. How many weeks in advance? But yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so at the moment, what's happened is that since we last spoke, um, I was quite excited, I think, the last time we spoke about the kind of, you know, what to lay ahead. Um, and then after taking both the progesterone and HRT patches for two or three days or whatever, I was just, um, I just had a couple of really bad sleepless nights because of a kind of weird achy leg thing. Um, the doctor then was kind of slightly bemused by this because I, I, after the second night where I was absolutely on my knees, yeah. um, she was just sort of like, well... I can't really see it as a list of symptoms, but she went and spoke to the menopause specialist, which is rather nice to nice to know that mm-hmm. they've got one. Um, and she then texted later on that day saying they couldn't figure out what it was either. But um, because my HRT was the patch, because I chucked it on my right leg and it was my right leg that had the kind of ache in it. Yeah. Um, she said, change over to the gel. Okay. Quick um, thought on the so, leg thing. And I'm absolutely not yeah. gaslighting you into thinking that this is, that it might, not be physical because it might well be a physical thing but you know Mm. we we were joking about this last night about how I had it really badly with twitchy twitches um when we were in Berlin yeah um I have discovered through the therapy that I'm doing at the moment um that Mm. my brain has a tendency to go into this uh, this is me talking shit and not a psychologist so yeah. do go and speak to a real person but um there's a the, one of the bits at the front of your brain that sort of does this uh, thinks about your body and is and sort of senses sensations and things when you might have high heightened stress or trauma or you're really anxious about something or your immune system might be down or whatever that you mm. can do this thing of like hyper fixating on the scanning. So I get in these states where I'm constantly subconsciously as well. I'm not doing it. It's not like you're doing it on purpose. It's not quite like being a hypochondriac or whatever. Mm. It's more just that your body, your brain is, is constantly scanning for the tiniest change in sensation in your body. And obviously you were kind of expecting the tiniest change in sensation because and you were on high alert for that anyway, because when you started taking it, you were like, oh, True. what's going to happen? Have I just taken yeah, a yeah. class A? What's going to what's gonna go on in yeah. my body? <laughs> and I think that may have uh, potentially could have awoken that bit of your brain, which does react so strongly to like when it's on high alert to the tiniest little changes in physiology that could be like catching a breath funny, having a caffeine rush, your heart beating a little bit fast, something um, yeah. and sometimes can like send the wrong signals and be like, alert, alert, something bad is going on when actually it might not be, but it doesn't matter regardless because you're, you are really feeling that sensation because your brain's telling you you are. Yeah. Hol, I've got some big news. Oh yeah. You know, we do a very brilliant actual magazine as well as this podcast, yeah? I, I'm aware and <laughs> sometimes involved. <laughs> Well, you can get your hands, if you don't have it already, on your very first copy of Women's Running for just 99p because you're our pod squad. 99p? That's actually amazing. That's like 
not that much more than a Freddo. <laughs> No, I don't even know if Freddo's cost more than 99 yeah, They might do, go actually. They might do, yeah. <laughs> so all you need to do is go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter podcast when it asks you for a promotion code and you'll get a copy for 99p. Isn't that lovely? That sounds epic to me. Don't yeah, know whether I mean, that makes any sense. I but... mean, no, it, it, do you know what? It does. And, and there, I reckon, you know, it could be well be a potential thing i mean it was it was a very very strange pain it was clearly sort of drug related like it was you know because it wasn't stabby pain it was like my entire leg it wasn't sciatica and it was really weird to actually even verbalize what the pain was a bit like when you do have that twitchy leg thing when you're really tired and it's like what is um, this it's like it's sort of painful it's sort of yeah. numb but i can also sort of only feel the leg yeah, yeah, it was. It was really for me. It was more like um, I think it was more like cramp, okay, and so then that probably is more likely to be a, a genuine physical. It was yeah. It, well, it was weird, it, it, because I think by this by the first night it was annoying. By the second night it was actually painful, and I had yeah. to take a painkiller. Really? And, um, yeah, oh, yeah. Horrible. I was up at four in the morning taking paracetamol, and but then maybe the paracetamol was a placebo effect because you know twenty minutes later I was in bed and it was fine. Um, I don't, I, I don't know, but it was, yeah, it was a really, really weird, not a nice feeling no. anyway. So, um, I, I put the, I thought that the culprit was the progesterone that I was taking at night. So you took them, I, you're supposed to take them at kind of like, you know, when you go to bed, um, because it was making me wake up at sort of two, three in the morning. Um, but she said it's more likely to be the estrogen patch okay so anyway so i've switched it out now she recommended that i go i use the gel instead and the gel the the most people go for the patches because you you only have to change them like twice a week so oh, you just great. put it on you put it on and forget about it somebody um, on our discord chat said on the ass oh yeah yeah so it's supposed it's a good to be, place to do it it's supposed to be below the waist on a sort of kind of flat bit so i just for some reason i'd chosen top of thigh but um yeah, thigh, mm. thigh, arse tends to be tends to be the location. Yeah, but she was even saying the doctor was even saying you know um, back shoulder blade like you know you could even do it behind your shoulder as long as it's sort of flat bit that it would stick on. Yeah, um, but I don't know if that's recommended. Anyway, it didn't work for me. But the gel so far, so far, I started it yesterday, and so far it's been fine. Okay, so cool. I slept. I slept fine last night. Oh, good. Fingers um, crossed that the gel so is the crossed. answer. I will update yeah. you in a couple of weeks and let you know. I don't let you know. Really, how much gel do you put on? You get you happily. It just comes out as a as a single pump, which is kind of about as much moisturizer as you put on your face, kind of thing. Okay, and it's a clear gel, and then you rub it on your thighs, like as previously discussed, like a sort of randy old man. Yeah. Um. And yeah, do that. And then you wait for it to dry, and then you put your jeans on, and that's it. Nice. It feels like, do you ever distrust GPs and the whole kind of like medical world and think, is this, is this not just moisturizer? A tiny bit. It does feel a little bit wild that through sticking on a plaster or rubbing something into your thighs, you could, I mean. Potentially. Yeah, I know. Like, so, so I know it's doing different, that, but why would, why is there not? a contraception that you can rub in through gel or you know i don't know and why why oh happily we're talking to juliet next week aren't i we? know let's ask but, juliet about this 
Yeah, why? Why does estrogen have to be... I know that you can, or you historically, you have been able to take estrogen as a pill, um, but it's more apparently more effective if you do it transdermally through the skin, right? So yeah. using either the patch or the gel sort of thing. But why is that the case? Why is estrogen better accepted by bodies going through the skin like that and progesterone you take as a it's just bonkers i don't know because i guess really that's, maybe that's the answer to to the contraception thing is that progesterone is what i have mostly been taking as really? i don't know yeah. that certainly was the majority of what yes. it was when i was doing yes, the, you, the yeah. jab yeah i don't know about mm. the coil maybe it's a mix who who God, knows? We're, we're not medical professionals. No, luckily <laughs> we, have we have a medical professional luckily. joining us next week. We do, we do. We're gonna we are asking Juliet loads of questions next week about like fucking everything. Oh, speaking of medical things, mm-hmm. I do have a small update. Oh, um, you know how last week and the week before, I think we were talking about hay fever. I have a well, tiny. You do update. have an update about this, and please, please share because I am on the struggle bus. I took a Pyroton okay, before well, I went for my run today and I still feel uh, like I'm a there's a there's a splash zone around me. Okay. So um I can't update in a in a nice way unfortunately. Oh, shit. My, okay. Sorry. No don't sorry. Worry. The update the update comes from from the lovely community on Discord um and someone on there um who'd heard the podcast said, "Oh, oh um, I saw this. Ha- hang on a mo." Yeah, mm-hmm. the jab isn't endorsed by the NHS. Um, so the jab that we were talking about last week um, is a steroid that some people might be wary of taking steroids generally. Um, it's a steroid called Kenalog, um, and NHS don't offer it anymore because of there are potential side effects such as raised blood pressure and increased susceptibility to other infections like flu. Oh, God. So you can go and get it if you want. But, but be aware that there mm, might be, it, it might not be the miracle cure. There might be other trade-offs there. Yeah, exactly. And there is a thing, I mean, like she was saying, there's that kind of concern, like you're kind of, you're getting a jab, you're getting something that's put into your body and then you can't then, you can't, you can't take it in small doses. It's just a jab that's there. No. And, you know, so it's a bit like, um, I think, you know, from what she was saying and from what other people have been saying, like one of the best things to do is just to go go out much, much earlier. And she was talking about going out at five o'clock in the morning. I mean, I think that's, you know, extreme, but if 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 we do want to balance our lives and make sure that we're running and stuff, then I think that's probably one of the best ways of doing it. It probably is. I might do a bit more of yeah. that. I'm such a lunch timer or like this morning I got up, did a bit of work and then I was like, oh, I'll take an early because it's nice outside and go and do it. So yeah. I think I could be a little more disciplined on the old get up and go in the morning. And yeah, I think if I there's do an think... incentive that it makes hay fever less bad, then that I is think less so. horrid. Yeah, and I do. I think anecdotally, I think that that, that lunchtime running is probably the worst time to go. Yeah, that's my um, favourite time because then I actually look forward to my run because I'm like, oh, it's my break, my screen break, rather yeah. than like oh god I've got to get up early and force myself to do this now but then you'd have it over and done with and you could be totally I know and you do feel so so smug (gasps) so smug so smug yeah yeah smuggy mcgee okay yeah give it a go give it a go maybe I don't don't think I'm at a point where I would need the jab I don't know about you I think we'd have Mm. quite mild hay fever both of us oh I, I yeah I have I have very very mild hay fever and I've only ever noticed it this year 
as a kind of cause effect thing, like, yeah, going out during the middle of the day, come back in again and sort of stream for a little bit and sneeze yeah. a lot. Um, Our bedroom, interestingly, yeah. is the worst place for it because it's, I think it's because it's next, it's, it looks out onto that golf course. Yeah. So, um, and we've had the window open a lot recently because it's been warm. So, um, yes, I have been very, very sneezy when I go to bed, which is really annoying. And then I wake up in the morning with a blocked nose, which yeah. sucks. That's I think I also right. need another pillow. I might need a new pillow generally. Anyway, oh, maybe do that. Maybe do maybe that. I'll get a new pillow. Yeah. I've heard uh, actually wonders about getting a silk pillowcase. Oh, it's supposed to be incredible for sort of anti-aging and keeping it, your face all plump it, it and smooth is. and stuff. It is meant to be the one. And you can sort of get them um, yeah. with a silk hairband as well. So you can sort of just like tie yourself all up and tuck yourself in like a princess. I just I just sort of don't like the idea of it because I quite like a comfy, I think, um, what do I, I have a sort of, Either like a in the winter, it's more like a brushed cotton. Oh I like yeah, cozy coats. Oh, cozy I'm a brushed cos. cotton gal. Yeah. And in the summer, I've got a kind of a linen mix. It's just the feel of it. I prefer that kind of. I'm exactly. Yeah. I've got exactly the same duvet material taste <laughs> as you. I those are my go tos as well. Similarly, we've got a sort of linen-y blend thing on at the moment, but I find. Um, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. that my main thing about the silk pillowcase is mm. I don't really want to fork out for two because I don't think Doug really cares. And then yeah. you've got one odd pillow, that which look looks weird. a bit weird. Yeah. And then you'll have a shiny pillow, like a sort of... One like a, shiny like a one. man yes. in, the, in the 1970s yes, with it a round does bed. Make me feel like a bit of a sex person. <laughs> like you need a mirror on your ceiling or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you have a mirror on your ceiling. You I mean, I, have I, I, I can have another. I can add another one. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I mean, anyone anyone can have a mirror wherever they want. I don't mind. Anyone can that's, have a mirror for them. Sorry, it sounded like I just shushed you. Then didn't I? I was. I was. <laughs> I was going to go. Should we move on to the next section? <laughs> Instead, I just went. Yes, I think we should. Shh, shh. <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> Stop flagging off people with mirrors. Right. <laughs> um, oh, sorry I was going to move on to the next... Oh, she's sniffing. It's okay. It's it's hay fever season. Oh. I was going to move on to the next section, which was just going to be like, I don't think we've got a jingle for this. Or have we got a jingle for this? Have we got a jingle for like pop culture and oh, stuff yeah, that's yeah, going yeah. on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just us going, what in the world? Oh, yeah. So okay, we'll ask Dave right, to put that in now. Yeah. <laughs> 
let's yeah, let's have that. What in the world? What in the world? What in the world is happening? Marvelous. So, um, <laughs> I wanted to. Talk, I, I emailed um, Hole yesterday because um, this might be old news by the time this comes out, but. It, it's really interesting. There's been a couple of things that have been cropping up in the news. There's two things combined. One is about um, sex education, which has been in the news. Um, so I was listening to something on Radio 4 the other day where, um, oh, I think it was that lovely thing that happens at one o'clock. It's the, the lovely, I've forgotten her name now. But anyway, someone, some tuna salad hour. Of un- tuna salad hour, yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. Some unknown person of unknown kind of sex had emailed in to say they were complaining about the piece that they'd done on sex education. And this was all about kind of, I think, um, sex education geared to boys um, okay. to encourage them to be better boys and not be little shits. And um, I, I'm paraphrasing. And this person had written in to complain about that and saying that sex education shouldn't be skewed towards boys, that in fact, all girls in secondary school should be made to wear trousers and they shouldn't have to wear skirts because what, they, what they're what they wearing is off-putting to boys. Um, and they were you saying that girls... You are joking these... me. I didn't know that yeah. people who existed who still thought yeah. like that. And the conversation was that girls, um, it, girls were, were very grown up these days, and, uh, and uh, blah blah blah. Um, sounds perfect. They had, yeah, um, <laughs> it it does, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And happily, they had um, someone in the studio to respond to those comments. Who immediate in the first sentence said, "Yeah, I think we can move beyond victim blaming now." Nice. <laughs> it was like, oh, good on you. Thank you so much. These are out. children. These are kids I that we're talking about. Jeez. I know. I know. And I mean, you know, there are girls that go to our, our local secondary school that re- do exactly the same thing that we all used to do. And they hoik up their skirts until, you know, pants are showing. And yeah, they do that. We it's all used to do to it. Them. We all it's used to, to do it. And in fact, it shouldn't be anything about like sexuality or the, like the, the point of uniform if you have a school yeah. uniform is so that everybody's the same yeah like it so if there is a rule about it then make it that don't make it anything to do with body shaming or the way that they should feel about themselves because like that is the point of uniform and I think people forget sometimes and when we have this discourse it's like oh girls yeah. wear this and boys wear this and the girls can't make people uncomfortable we weren't allowed to wear um uh, actually, weirdly, we were supposed to wear white bras under our white shirts. Oh, so that they weren't visible. So that they weren't yeah. visible. However, a white bra is much more visible than a nude bloody bra. Yeah. But anyway, it all sudden like suddenly it starts being about things like that, where it's like, oh, anything that might make somebody else feel uncomfortable for their yeah. own reasons becomes part of that. Uniform is not about that. It's about everybody looking the same and having the same opportunities and feeling like they're part of a team. Yeah, and also then on top of that, that's kind of suggesting that the women that get raped and attacked are all wearing short skirts and, you know, body revealing things, which is not the case. And this woman was also sort of saying, actually, most of the girls that she spoke to that had had some form of kind of, you know, catcalling or sexual harassment, they'd mostly been wearing like sports gear, tracksuits, 
you know, oh, yeah. tra- you know, whatever, I, I you know, think yeah, people get attacked when they're wearing like full length gowns. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not, not to do with what the you're wearing. It's to do that with I got catcalled. Was yeah, I, I think I've never not that it's about this at all, but I don't think I've ever looked grimmer. Yeah, like it. I was wearing leg. I was on my way home from the gym wearing leggings and feeling so grotty so yeah. it was, it's more about the like oh please don't look at me at all like please just let me be anonymous yeah. right now um but yeah completely agree it's um I think when people are misogynistic in a sexualized way because it is just yeah. misogyny either way when people are misogynistic in a sexualized way where they're like calling you out in front of people shouting something at you then mm-hmm you have to remember that it is not about you, what you look like right now, what you're wearing. It is just another way no. of showing power and control and they will do it to anybody, whatever, exactly. regardless of what they look like and what they're wearing. Um, exactly that. So the, so the yeah. piece on sex education and teaching boys how to behave and how to kind of, also how to kind of, it's by teaching boys how to behave, it's also teaching women how to respond and girls how to respond to boys yeah. when they misbehave, when they when they do things like that that they think is appropriate, and telling them that no, actually commenting on people's bodies is not appropriate. No, and you know it's just because- another way as well. I think there is a very small amount of people who are maybe like I think we're talking about a very small percentage here of people who still do that kind of behaviour that mm. might genuinely be lacking in education of that is not how you interact with yeah. women. Um, yeah. However, I think the majority of the people that we're talking about often are people who are misogynists in some way, whether it makes them feel better about themselves, makes them feel more powerful. And I think mm. I saw a really interesting thing that someone had said on Instagram the other day. Um, it was actually about fat shaming and it was about this gorgeous model who was an underwear model and lots of people mm. who had commented nasty things about her body underneath. She was a curvy mm. model. And they were like, just remember when somebody says something, when somebody comments on your body like that or behaves in that in that aggressive way or whatever, it is just another way for them to express their misogyny. It's nothing about you, what you look like, what you're doing, what you're wearing. They've just hooked. It's just a hook. Sometimes they just yeah. need one little thing and it's all about them and nothing about you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is, it's so true. And, yeah. and I just think that the we there's just there is so much work to do yeah. to and particularly with teenage boys who can be amongst the most terrifying of of people that that do those sorts of things because yes. they have less of an off switch and they will have fewer people around them telling them that what they're doing isn't right. I think that's the thing because that's they're scary. Be... I walk past a bunch yeah. of teenage boys hitting each other on the heads with rolled up newspapers uh, when, on, on the way back from my run this morning. And I felt really yeah. intimidated. And I was like, why? These are kids. But I think it is yeah. exactly that. It's the fact that they were all... Like if somebody hit me on the head with a bit of rolled up newspaper, I'd laugh a couple yeah. of times and then I'd be like, fuck off now. But none of them yeah. were doing that. They were carrying on and it was escalating and they were whacking each other. And I was like, oh, it's quite scary to watch because obviously yeah. that's a super harmless thing. But like, if that's a less harmless thing, mm. there's nobody in that group who's going to stand there and be like, boys, what are you doing? This is like, yeah. stop. No one's going to do it. And then in fact, they'll, they'll do they'll do it more because they're getting a rise out of people. So yeah. it's kind of that. Yeah. I mean, I've got a 10 year old boy, but 
you know, I can see, I can see that sort of, beha- you know, the showing off kind of behavior, the, the, the not having an off switch. Um, yeah, it's, it's terrifying. And, yeah. and you know, obviously as, as parents, we need to make sure that we're talking to our kids about these things and about how girls and women can feel. But, you know, I think school plays a massive part in doing that. And, and, and also, I mean, especially in light of like Andrew Tate yeah. and kind of the, the absolute terrifying shite that's that's kind of infected boys it's just given another it's like um like when brexit happened and obviously contentious point yeah i won't express any political views on the podcast however i did see somebody say on the news and it was really interesting at the time Mm. that like not all people who voted for to leave the eu were racist people at all goes without saying but if you are a racist person, likelihood is you voted to leave the EU. And it just gives a voice to those people who previously didn't feel. And I think that's what Andrew Tate's doing now. I'm not saying that necessarily every person who stumbles across that content and finds it interesting in some way is Mm. a awful, sexist, racist, misogynist person. But I think that that the people who are are actively seeking out that content and finding a home and a space in it. And then it makes mm-hmm. them feel validated that they're like, oh, look at all these other people who think the same as me. Now I feel like it's okay to go out there and be as misogynistic as I like. Hol, haven't you always dreamt of crossing that iconic finish line on the mall with Buckingham Palace behind you and a well-earned medal in your grasp? Well, of course, but the 26.2 miles that you've got to run before you get there, not so much. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm not talking about the London Marathon. Did you know that the London Vitality 10,000 finishes on the exact same mile? You can have the same final victory lap without having to run a marathon. As if. Isn't running a 10k still going to be a little bit tricky? I, I think 10k runners are meant to be of the speedy variety. Well, yeah, that's true. Some of them are. But if you join our very own Women's Running Wave, we'll be setting off right at the back without any time pressure whatsoever. There will be space for speedy runners and slow plodders alike. Plus, we'll be starting the race together and supporting each other all the way round. Well, 100% sign me up. And also, quick request, can we have a cold glass of Savvy B afterwards? Oh, most definitely. And not only that, but we'll also be meeting up beforehand in our own special women's running zone where we can all do a little excited wee in our pants together. Sounds bloody brilliant. Head to vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk today and select the Women's Running Wave when you sign up to run with us, as well as hundreds of other brilliant women. Link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, which is just, as a woman, it's terrifying. Yeah. As a parent of a daughter, it's terrifying. As a parent of a son, actually, it's it's equally terrifying. The The very idea of him being shown something on someone else's phone, you know, it, it's just because he's, he's already, you know, he already doesn't share things. Yeah. So it's, it really worries me that, you know, in a year or so he'll be in secondary school. Everyone's going to have phones. This stuff is just going to start infiltrating his head. I know. And, and I don't think there's absolutely anything you can terrifying. do to stop that from happening. But I think... I mean, I think the fact that you are a, a pillar in in the feminist community is 
it's hopefully a helpful example to set because at the end of the day I suppose you aren't solely responsible for raising your children are they so is school and friends and society and all the other things Mm. that go on but you're setting the best example you can and that's all you can do. Oh, God. Yeah, it's terrifying. And then, and also, I mean, I think along with that, because I wanted, you know, um, we were talking yesterday, weren't we, about Catelyn Moran, because she's been being Doing the rounds. She is doing the rounds. And um, and I I can say I absolutely love Catelyn Moran. Mm-hmm. I think she's really, really funny. And um, I've loved her books and I love her column. And she, I think she has, has, what she's done, I think, really importantly, is she has made feminism accessible and funny, and uh, and 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 accessible by men, um, but just in the way that her humour is very accessible. Yes, and and definitely. she calls people out, and she's she's I think she's great at doing that. She's been absolutely brilliant. But the thing at the moment, because we we can talk about her, because she has been um, touting out her new book, which is called All About Men. Because so she's moved on. She's done you yeah. know sort of three I think books. It's I think about what about men. Is it What About Man? Which feels slightly um, inflammatory in itself. Yeah. Just, which, <laughs> yes. I mean, is, you know, fair play. She can be. Uh, yeah, what? It, yeah, it could well be, couldn't it? Um, so, yeah, it was it was interesting because... Um, yes, it's know, called What About Men. What About Man? Mm. yeah. So it's been interesting because... Uh, and, and this is going to be slightly anecdotal because I, I wanted to talk about it in light of what we were talking about with sex education because there was an interview with her yesterday that I saw and I now then couldn't re really in order to talk about it. So I'll paraphrase and I really apologise if I've got this completely wrong. But she was being interviewed, I think, for something like Woman's Hour, but I couldn't find it on the Woman's Hour Instagram feed, even though I'm a, um, you know, maybe it's, it, it might have come up on stories, actually. Um, so it's just disappeared off the grid. Yeah. But in that... She was talking, um, and I, I, I can see why she wanted to write the book. So she's, you know, she's talking about everything that 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 men don't talk about, you know. And mm. but yesterday in this interview, she was she she sort of said in a really kind of throwaway way, in a very Catelyn Moran way, "We've done all the work on women. Women are great. Women know where they are. Women know what they're doing. Now we need to." focus on the men it was and it was such a weird thing for Catelyn Moran to say like yeah. feminism has it was almost like she was saying feminism has finished you know we've there we go <laughs> parcel it up mm. women are now massively empowered um let's let's move on you know and she she was kind of citing examples of like um you know people like like um People kind of talking about their vaginas, people kind of, you know, in, in people talking about their bodies, people being body confident, people being kind of well informed. Oh, yeah. Um, and I she mean, was saying that that's an Instagram of the- glance into it. But like how many women, for example, with endometriosis are able to access like how many studies have been done? How how easy is it to access? It still takes you however many average GP appointments to get help or a diagnosis with something like that doesn't matter how many times just, you say vulva. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And it doesn't matter if, like, Lizzo is running around on the stage wearing a leotard. Twerking, paying a flute. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing, paying a flute. Um, or, or Lily Allen is is singing underneath a big balloon that says baggy pussy or whatever. It's like, <laughs> great, well done them. These are two high-profile examples mm-hmm. 
we're not talking about womanhood and we're not talking about women and we're not talking about girls. And I think for her to kind of, as a, in order to sell the book, for her to sort of say, I've, we, the work has been done now, girls, let's move on to the boys, is just bollocks. I yeah. Think. I, I think it's just a real, I'm hoping that she was just, because she does talk very, very fast. And I'm hoping she was just like, I don't know, just talking too fast and her brain ran away with her or something. Yeah. But it felt like a really fucked up thing to say, to sort of say women are sorted and now we move on to the men. And also I think the other massive issue here with Catelyn Moran is, and I have to pick up on the race thing, because she's talking about, she very specifically talks about white men, white straight men. Yeah. And she's talking about the problem with white straight men. I don't know why she has to talk about race in that and I don't know if that means that all of her discussions about women have been similarly skewed. Um, yeah, maybe so maybe her examples well. or her conversations with people haven't been as diverse and so she doesn't want to talk maybe. about a wider range. I don't know. Maybe, but that felt problematic. But yeah, mostly it felt problematic that she, she just seemed to be sort of going, I fixed the problem with women, <laughs> so now I'm going to move on to the men. And it's like, oh... Jesus. Just Yeah, and does that is that discourse helpful? I mean, maybe it's worth us reading the book, Esther, and seeing what we think. I I might I'll spend a credit on it on audio on Audible after this. <laughs> and we can actually listen and have a discussion about the content of it. But I agree. I think I saw her in a uh, being interviewed by Lorraine and I was very hungover. Um it was the it was the morning after the awards thing that we went to the other week. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just sort of put Lorraine on while I was getting ready to check out of the hotel um but um it was uh, something about it made me feel just yeah maybe like there's this like I know that it's important to talk about gender issues from the perspective of different genders and mm. don't want to like pretend that gender doesn't exist as a construct at all but like I feel like we're moving away from that kind of binary bullshit a little bit. And although I say this on a podcast called Women's Running, like <laughs> everybody is is welcome in this discourse and isn't what we are tr all commonly trying to fight against is a sort of patriarchal ideal that actually doesn't really serve any of us, we're realising, apart from the sort of big, potentially the sort of alpha male person or whatever who's, who stereotypically fits all of that, all of that. But like, are they really benefiting from it? I don't know because then mental health rates are incredibly you know, like stark in, among lots of those people. So like, I think it, it feels like we're, we have a bit of a, a common enemy and I'm not using that in the sense of it being a person just in terms of like a construct. And yeah. we would all be a lot happier if we were, if we did lots of the same things. And yes, we need to look at men and women differently in terms of our needs and stuff. But like, mm -hmm. it, you know, in terms of people, like, I don't know, be, worrying a bit less yeah. about gender stereotypes, what, being who we want to be, like being open about sexuality and fluidity and like all of that stuff I've, and talking about our feelings and all of those things feel like things we can all do more of. And I don't yeah. really understand why she's sort of gone now men. Like, it just feels very binary of kind of like, oh, I've looked at women and now yeah. I'm looking at men. And it's like, why can't we look at all of this and look at this concept? 
Because then I feel like yeah. that helps I mean, I everybody think... feel a lot more on the same page and a lot more on the same team from the off. Whereas if you start yeah. from all about women, all about men, then I think you're immediately isolating a bunch of people who would benefit hugely from engaging in that content. Yes, I, th- I think that's um, very wise, as per usual. Oh, but I, I, and I do, I do, I do think that um, yes, we should we should read the book because what we're commenting on is sound bites yes, that she true. has released or someone else has released, which uh, you know, which is unfair to comment. So, and I'm pretty sure that what she you know, from, from, from reading little bits about, you know, some reviews of the book and stuff that, that she is suggesting that men need to be feminists, which, you know, so, so she, in a way she is kind of answering her own thing, but it's just the way in which she's trying to sell a little bit like not being funny, but groundbreaking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Real food for thought there, babes. Yeah. But I think the way in which she's trying to sell it is so divisive. If she's saying stuff like that, you know, feminism for women, that's all all packaged up and we can move on to the men. She's even said something like, um, she even said something, oh, it's really unfair, she said, something like, that that International Women's Day is so much bigger than International Men's Day. And I was like, how... What the fuck? Men have been complaining about this for decades. And, and, And surely, surely your riposte to that would be it's the other days, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it giving it, as much? Wet, what about I White mean, History Month? It's that. Oh Is what it's giving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I let's read it. it. Let's see what we think. Let's Catelyn, read it. If you listen, yeah. write in. Genuinely, <laughs> it would be great to to have a conversation around this. If any of you guys have read it and you want to write in, let us know. I think, yeah. I just, I think we're on the same page with it, Esther. I completely agree with you mm. in that I just feel like I, I totally understand that men and women's experiences of the world are different and therefore because of society and stuff. And so I think that um, it is, it, it is worth having conversations where we, we separate the, we separate it sometimes and we go, okay, well, what's a woman's experience and what's a man's experience? But I think on the whole, a book about gender, politics or about like Mm. it feels a little bit it just feels a bit strange to have addressed it to Matt to men as a woman herself I I don't know it just it just feels something about it I I I need to read it let's read it let's Let's read read it it. we'll report back and I know that we'll read it we'll come back going oh my god it was so good yeah Because she is, and she's she's a very clever writer, and she has some good thoughts. So, um, but yes, yeah, so so let's read it. I'm sure, she's called it this so that we'll have these conversations as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, should we move on to not all segment? men? Not all men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new book coming out next week. <laughs> well, right. Is the next segment the running bit? Well, we sort of did that to I begin was with. Say, we kind of did that at the beginning. Yeah, I think. Sack it this off. Is kind of, sack it off. I mean, the only thing that I was going to talk about without even putting a jingle in there okay. was that, and I know this is um, it's going to be a couple of weeks after after London Marathon ballot. Oh my goodness, Everyone, of course. I actually have had to move my phone to the other end of the room because it is of popping all off. Yes, it's popping so, off on our, on our Discord at the moment yeah, while you're all waiting is. to find out who's got in. 
Oh, and it's, I, I, yeah, I really feel for you guys, um, for people that have been waiting, that did get in, that didn't get in. And it's really weird because you do get people that sort of, I mean, everyone is kind of resigned to the fact that they are more likely to not get in. Right? Yeah. But it's, you, oh, she's having a look. She's going to see who's got in. I mean, oh it'll be old news by this time. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? I'd only seen people that hadn't got in. Well, I haven't seen anyone that has yet. Just not enough um, spaces I for the hundreds really of thousands of people that apply. It feels a little bit, um, I'm going to say, misogynistic. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I do feel yeah. like very unfair towards the pod squad, who I know lots had were in the ballot. Yeah. I, I'm going through I'm going through our little Paris WhatsApp. No one's getting in. So it's kind of... So I guess... Uh, I guess I just wanted to very, very quickly reference it because it is pretty much old news now, but it was like... I don't want people to be despondent about not getting in. And I want us to cast around and think about the other things that we can do instead, because we've got until now, until until next April, so it's a nice big chunk of time, loads of time to train and have something at roughly that time anyway. And it could either be like an in-person, you know, let's do Manchester, let's do, or let's go, at, you know, go and do something kind of, you know, crazy and abroad or whatever. Yeah. But also, don't write off, I would say, don't write off the idea of doing it virtually. Because That's a good I shout. did that and it was lovely. Yeah, it you really lovely. enjoyed it, didn't you? I think oh, I really loved it. Yeah. There are plenty. I'm actually going to do a little, a little news piece on this after we've finished recording. But there are definitely plenty of other options. I think virtual was one I hadn't thought of. But other races, mm. we were chatting about other marathons in, the, uh, in our live Zoom last night. Plenty of people chatting about Manchester, York, yep. and also just saying, you know, if you're UK-based listening to this, mm. like, stop being so boring. There's loads of other places. Go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There's Loch Ness, which is the one that oh, I yeah. like to do, even though there is a, a sucking a nasty great hill, hill at the end right? of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, I would really like to do that. Manchester is supposed to be super flat. There are loads of really nice flat ones. Um, that's for sure. But there's also like nice traily ones. So it's a bit like, I kind of don't want to do it next year because what I'd really like to do is the Bath Beat again, which was the trail thing. It took me about kind of six hours or something to do that with my friend Laura. And we sort of stopped en route for sandwiches and, and rock cakes and things like that. It's the mm. same distance. And yeah. it's, it's a lot of effort, but the training is nowhere near as... I think I'd only gone up to about half marathon before yeah. I took on 26 miles. I just didn't feel like I needed to train for it because you 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 sort of do lots of walking, yeah, and hiking and stuff. Um, I'm not suggesting that's a way to go forward, but um, it was just a much less pressured environment and experience, and it, the whole the whole thing was lovely and fun. And so I think I might go for that next year. Do that, so, yeah, yeah, I will. Plus, it only costs fifteen quid, so it's like you know, if you enter by ballot I think it's at like 50 if you get in by ballot it's like sort of 50 pounds or something if you enter as a charity yes that's another big option you have to commit to like three thousand pounds worth of fundraising oh god I know oh which as a that was I know that was amazing (laughs) do it again can you do it again oh god (laughs) (laughs) Gonna have to sample it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, didn't know I, think, I could do um, that. Um, I think the added pressure of that yeah. on top of your training 
is just um, is terrifying. And I think I've spoken before about there's a woman down the road who was talking to me about it and how she got to like 2,700 and had to put in 300 quid of her own money in order what? to be able to run the race. Yeah, because I mean, you have grand to make is it. Mental. Three grand is so yeah. much. So much money. The most so I've ever money. raised for charity when I was doing like halves and stuff is like 500 quid or something. Yeah. Three grand. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck. I mean, yes. Futile now. <laughs> well done if you got in. Yes. Well um, done if you got in. And don't worry if you didn't, because cast around for those little, especially cast around for those little local ones, if, if that if that floats your boat like it does me. But in terms of like costing any money, it's great. Um, it, yeah, in terms of like not spending all that money and and uh, pressure and you just get a, a fun route and yeah. that kind of thing. Cast around for little local ones, but then also look at those kind of big city ones like you know, elsewhere in the UK or abroad. I mean, there are plenty of options. I've heard Dublin's lovely. Ooh. Very excited. I know. You can do that through things like sports tours as well, can't you? Yeah. I believe yeah, you can you do can. Dublin. You can, I think you can. You can yeah. definitely do New York, Paris, Berlin. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Ollie. Ooh, on your know, Ollie Bobs. Do you know what I mean, else they've It's a very expensive option, but... It is an expensive option. But have, have you seen that one of their latest ones for running a marathon has been um a disneyland marathon. <gasps> i did see that actually oh <laughs> my god i would love to do that so badly if we all wanted to do that <sighs> you'd wear mini mouse ears all the i way around, would i would love it so much oh it would be amazing and i'd love to do i haven't been to disneyland since i was a very small child and i've I would, never been have you never been oh my gosh it no. would be so great I mean, in my memory, I was about to be like, it's the most magical place on earth. In my memory, it's the most magical place on earth. As an adult, maybe less so. It's probably lots of queuing, lots of thigh chafing, um, a sweaty pretzel and, yeah, sunstroke. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all in a day's work. All in yeah. a day's work. But, all in a runner's life, to be honest. Yeah, so. exactly. But that did sound, that sounded kind of up there with... There was there was a marathon that I remember passing on to Tina when I first started working on women's running, which was um, running the Las Vegas Strip. Oh my god! Um, I remember reading her race report for that and being like, "I would." I quite fancy love that. I quite to fancy. do that. It, it was also because it was overnight, so it, you didn't do it in the day because of the heat, obviously the desert and stuff. But you did it overnight, so um, that seemed amazing. So you think? And then the we can go. And... We can we can do Vegas. Then we could do Vegas. We could hit the slot machines or whatever they do. <laughs> yeah, what do they do? I don't know. I don't know. Do, yeah, Lady Luck. That. We can yeah. dance well, they do it with, with buckets of coins. It's not, it's not as kind of um, as sophisticated as you. Oh, like in my I mean, head, I don't know why I'm like a 1920s man with a bowler hat on. You, you, <laughs> you're lucky, a lady tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah I, in, in my head the sort of the gambling casinos I've got a kind of James Bond view of that but I know that the reality is kind of um Las Vegas t-shirts and buckets of coins that you just put into slot machines while people okay. bring you drinks well you lose all your money I uh, mean that bit sounds that's great I'm not big on gambling because I have no real interest in sort of future planning 
So it just seems like putting a lot of money into something right now. And that's all I can see. <laughs> I I don't see the gambling thing. I know some people have like problems with it or some people really like it or whatever. But the only thing that I have loved in terms of gambling are those little machines that you get at the end of the pier where you put a 2p in and there's that kind of thing that swishes back and forth and occasionally a great big chunk of change will fall oh, off into point. a tray. Yeah. Is that what it's well, called? Well, I don't know whether that's what those specific um, games are called, but I, there is a ITV, I believe. Um, oh. There's like a giant version that you can play on ITV called Tipping Point. Oh, really? Point. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to go watch Tipping Point. It's amazente. It's so oh tense. Oh, my God. I'm going to go watch it. It's so <laughs> tense. But yeah, I love those as well. Those are great. And I don't believe they're rigged. No, I don't think they are. No, I think it just I sometimes you get a load of change. Yeah. Which and you can put two the... p in it, and so it's just yes, it's exactly. just fun. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're like really flush, you can use the ten p ones. Yes, you can. Oh, I used to do the two p's. Yeah, and me they're too. big. Yeah, they are big. two p's yeah, are big. big so they'll they're big you know, You're going to shift yeah. some real estate if you chuck a two p in. <laughs> oh, those were great. Oh, such good times. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. What? Well, I was going to say, is it time for our final segment? However, yes. Yeah. Um, have we got a letter? Um, I think the letter that we kind of had that we wanted to talk about was the hay fever thing. I think that's the hay fever thing. So I don't think we've got a final no, segment. I'm really We're sorry. Have there's to end. been one segment this episode, but I've mm. had a lovely chat. Me too. Yeah. And we've been quite political. Quite profound. I know. Well, I look forward to people writing in and saying we're awful. Go us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, fun times. Fun times ahead. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our brand new Pod Squad chat room too. Go to Patreon, that's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.